listen, you may have difficulties, but God is with you. You may have struggles, but God has not left you. Listen, when the enemy comes in like a flood, let's raise up Jesus in our life, all right? Let's, let's let the word of God that is in your heart, let's let that protect you and to keep you from harm. God is with you. God's going to see you through this summer, and good things are coming your way. I'm going to ask that you get the lights. Uh, just so you know, they asked me to say that the coffee during the last 20 minutes here is cut off now and until after service, but let's get the lights. We're going to have a video. We're going to start out. Now, it's a little tough video, so excuse me a little bit, but it's going to it's going to springboard us into our message this morning. lights. We're talking this morning about making good choices. We're talking about battling our desires. When I first saw this video, some of you might have seen it on the local news, what, a week ago, I started thinking about this young man, the one that had the gun, but also the one that uh, was shot. But I started thinking about how maybe this young man got off track and how maybe he could have been prevented from making wrong choices. Let's have no walking around during this time, please. Uh, let's, we don't want any walking around during this sermon time. But I started thinking about if he, maybe he was in Sunday school. Maybe if he went to church the week before. I started thinking about maybe his upbringing, and feeling sorry a little bit. Let me tell you something, my friend. The enemy doesn't want you to make good choices. The enemy doesn't want you to, to do what is right. What do you mean by that? You see, the enemy is always trying to hurt you. The enemy is always trying to rob you and to destroy your life. But God wants you to have a life. 
God wants you to make it to your old. God wants to uh, help you to live in freedom. God is on your side. We're talking about battling our desires. Every one of us have desires that can run away from us. Every one of us have desires that can get the best of us. Desires could be good or they could be harmful. I was reading about uh, David. We talked about it last week. We're continuing. It's in 2 Samuel. But, you know, David, he, he was thirsty. This is kind of a, a different story. I really never really read it before, but uh, it, it, it was about David that uh, he was thirsty. He was, uh, he was hungry. And then, all of a sudden, he, he, someone else picked it up. They, they began to uh, uh, fulfill David's desires, and they got him some water. It's maybe a minor illustration, but stay with me for a moment. What happened is, David was thirsty. He was in a cave. It was harvest time. And then, all of a sudden, uh, uh, some of his mighty men, as we talked about last week... They said, okay, we're going to get you some water, David. We're going to go back to Jerusalem. We're, they, they, they found some water in the well, and they brought it back to David. David did this. David had the water in his hand. He, he was about ready to drink it, and he said, I can't drink this water. You guys risked your lives. And he poured the water out. Some of you are saying, well, what does this have to do with me this morning? Let's throw the verses up here, and I'll read it, and then we'll, we'll talk about it a moment. David longed for water and said, Oh, that someone would get me a drink of water from the well near the gate of Bethlehem. So the three mighty men broke through the Philistine lines, drew water from the well near the gate of Bethlehem, and carried it back to David. But he refused to drink it. Instead, he poured it out before the Lord. Far be it from me, O Lord, to do this, he said. It is not the blood of men who went at the risk of their lives. Is it not the blood of men who went at the risk of their lives? And David would not drink it. Such were the exploits of the three mighty men. I start thinking about this, and I don't think I've ever read this or talked about it, though I've read through the scriptures. And, but I thought about it. David had desires. He was thirsty. You have desires. There's things that you want. There's things that, that get your attention. But did you know that everything that we want is not maybe the best for us at the time? We're talking about battling our desires. We're talking about somehow restraining. Now what does this have to do with me? Did you know that this young man, that if, when he hid the car behind, I'm sure he was thinking. Maybe he remembers his mom saying something, his dad saying, you know, don't get in trouble. Maybe at an earlier age. He was with another person and, and they went behind the wall and they waited. And I'm sure, what was going through the person's mind? Did he have an opportunity to, to, to bring it back? What was, was he thinking? Should I do it? Should I not? He went up there and he met him and, and uh, asked for a cell phone or something in the bag. 
there was a little tussle. Person was shot three times. Okay, what does that have to do with our story today? What does that have to do with our life today? David had some desires. David wanted some water. Minor thing, one maybe you could say is not applicable to me, and the other one maybe is kind of foolish. When I read this, water? What did water have anything to do with it? David was thirsty. He had desires. You have desires. All week long, there's going to be things that come to you that is going, you're going to want to act on. It says here that David longed for water. You long for things. You're a human. There's things that you want. They're not all wrong. They're not all bad. They're just natural. It's like getting hungry. It's like things, okay, we had two wide uh, illustrations. We have David here. We, we had one there. I know it was a little graphic, but I wanted to make a point. But he longed for water. And he said out loud, he says, oh, if someone would just get me some water. He was in a cave. People were wanting his life. He deserves some water. You deserve some things. You worked hard all week long. You, you won it. I got it. Here's David. He was in a cave. It says there, in another place it was harvest time. Oh, maybe it was hot, that part of the world. Maybe the sun was coming down all day. Maybe David had a tough day. And he was there, and it says he longed for water. Innocence. Not something that was bad. I'm sure this young man, he, he wanted money. He wanted this. Maybe he grew up poor. Maybe he thought he deserved it. Who knows? He longed for something. And he acted out on it. But here we go. This maybe is more, a little more applicable to you. You're in church. So here we go. And someone, he spoke it out. You know, I was thinking about this. I should get through this. But sometimes maybe we shouldn't speak some things out. Now, what was wrong with water? Well, we'll find out this as we keep going on. Verse 16, so the three mighty men broke through the Philistine lives. David's mighty men, through his three of them that, you know, came down in the cave that we talked about last week, they wanted to help David. David was the king. Sometimes you can get things done just because people love you. Just because people are on your side. So they heard it. David just spoke it out loud. Man, I just wish I had some water. David's men wanted to make him happy. They went and got him some water. I get it. I understand the story. Then they carried it back to David. They broke through the lines. You're going to get what you want. You're going to find it. I, it's, it's true. You're going to find those things you're looking for. It's, it's inevitable. David found it. He, he got water. He got it back. Harmless. It's natural. We, we're made up of water. Much of our, our, our body. It's something that we need. But then David started to think. And, but he refused to drink it. Instead, he poured it out before the Lord. I thought of this. David, you're pretty stupid. My bottled water, you know, no, I'm not, not going to pour it out. David was convicted. He was feeling a little sad. He started thinking, I put 
some men, they have families, I'm sure, maybe wives, a few kids back at camp, who knows? I put them at risk. He started to get convicted. You know the best thing you could do is get convicted? Solomon said it this way. Solomon said, hey, hey, wh wh what do you want, Solomon? I'll give you anything. Give me wisdom. And you know what? He found money. He found other things because he knew if he had wisdom. You know, if you have conviction, you'll win in this life. Did you know if you allow your heart to be convicted, it'll keep you out of harm? It'll keep you out of some pain? Being convicted or changing your mind is wise. I wish, and I, I could be in tears, but I, I won't. I, I, if that person could have been convicted, remember something his mom said, remember something, I'm sure he went to church before, remember something and convicted. As he was around that wall, looking, you saw him looking, it turned into a tragedy. Good for nobody. Him or the, the one that's in the hospital now, the family's destruction. But I start thinking about it. If he was only convicted, but I'm sure as he thought about it, that conviction got pushed down a long time ago. If he was in church, maybe that conviction would have been elevated. Oh, what are we doing here, pastor? It's a small church. Come on. We're singing some tongues. You're elevating your conviction. You're worshiping God. You're getting your heart clean. Oh, I know. I don't got the best voice and we tarry here a little bit. But the goal is to get God inside you. The goal is that you leave here more of Jesus and less of yourself. So I think... And, if there was someone that could have talked to him throughout the week, if there's somehow he could have gotten in touch with God, well, he carried it back to David. He refused to drink it. David, come on. Water? There's nothing wrong with this. I worked hard all week. I deserve it. Nothing wrong with it. I know, we, all, we could rationalize anything away. That's what we do. That's who we are as individuals. But David was a leader. He was a man after God's own heart. And that's why God used him. That's why he had a better life. That's why his kingdom lasted longer than Saul's. He was a man after God's own heart. Meaning that God, when he looked down on him, liked what he saw. He liked the choices he made. He liked the decisions he made. And he said, man, I could trust this guy. Saul, I'm not against him 100%, but I don't know if he has the people's best interests at heart. I don't know if he's for me 100%. He's a little wishy-washy. He's not strong, and he's not making the right choices or decisions all the time. David was one that, from an early, made choices. And I started thinking about this. Please, stay with me and understand. I start thinking, when did this happen? Was it way he was born, the wrong side of the tracks, the wrong family. Stay with me. I was thinking poverty and things going through, wondering how could this prevent it. Then I started remembering this. I said, no, God, but I don't like that. I don't like that, those answers, because that tells me we're victimhood, and I don't believe in victimhood completely. I believe everyone has a chance, and I don't believe that God is not with you, because I believe you can make it more than anyone. I just believe you and God is a majority, and I don't think 
I don't think that the enemy has a hold on anybody. I think that anything could be broken and I think your best days can be out in front of you. I don't believe that, okay, we're raised wrong. I could get down on my dad. My dad was tough. My dad used to put me in a basement, tie me up, and, you know, and uh, what I'm getting at, what I'm getting at, I don't look at it like myself as a victim. I look at it, if I get close to God, that anything could happen, that I could have a good week, that, that if my heart is clean, no matter where I came from, God can use me. So he carried it back to David, but he refused to drink it. Instead, he poured it out before the Lord. What does the Lord have anything to do with this? David was wise. David and the Lord, you see, everything was about the Lord with David. He walked in the store. It was about the Lord. and He wasn't a fanatic complete. I didn't say that he turned people away, but he knew his strength came from God. He knew that with him and God, everything could work out. So he said, he said this, he said, he poured it out before the Lord. Then he said, far be it from me, O Lord. You're talking to the Lord about some water that someone gave you? God's not interested in that water. God's, and he, and he, but he made a decision about the Lord. That tells me he's smart. He's a leader. That tells me he knew where his strength come from. That tells me now I know why God said that I trust you. Now I know why God said he's mine because his heart. Then I started thinking about, as I started early before I got off track, Psalm 51 when David made a mistake. David had desires. He was up on the roof and, and he saw a, a, a woman and he, he called for her. The next chapter, he counted them in. David had a lot of mistakes. As a matter of fact, David did some wrong here. But he was a man after God's own heart. Why? I started talking a moment ago about is it where you come from? Is it, is it the color of your skin? Is it how much money you have in the bank? Here's what David said. David said, create in me a clean heart, O God. Create in me a, a, a clean heart, O God. You know, I wrote this. And then I left out the old God part. How could I have done that? Because I, it was in my mind and I didn't look it up. But then I looked it up and created me a clean heart. Oh God. David knew that his strength came from God. Not how much money he had in the bank. Not, not where he came from or his sociological background. Oh God. Listen. And renew a right spirit within me. You see, when this was written, David sinned. He, he, he took on another man's wife, had the person killed, but he knew that he could get back to God. He, he longed for it, but he knew that the way back to God was drawing close to him, having a clean heart. So what am I saying? We're talking about battling your desires, making right choices. I was thinking that that person, if, he, if his heart was cleansed, if, if somehow that would have helped him, helped him make the right choices. Listen, you got a big week in front of you. You got a big summer in front of you. You got your life in front of you. You got to have to make choice. You're going to have desires. I don't want it, the enemy to cut it short. I don't want you to have to go down some road that can hurt you, that can cut away. And, and here, David 
said this, and I like this. This is going to be my mantra for a while. As long as I remember, he would not drink it. I thought of that. What's wrong with this? What's wrong with some water? What's wrong with, and you know, this is a, a weak illustration. I had one tough one, and, 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 and this one, I mean, but David had conviction. Listen, my brother, my sister, how do you build up conviction? It comes through the small things. Did you know you're building up, as I said a moment, you're building up conviction right here? As you're drawing close to God, your heart's getting cleansed, creating me a clean heart. You're drawing close to God. What I'm saying is, you want a long life? You want a good life? You want to win this summer? You, you want God to help you through it? You want a good life? You want to live to be elderly? And I know we're all going to go home to God, but as long as we're on this, this world, we want to live as long as possible, I think. So what I'm saying is, how's that going to happen? How are you going to have a good summer? How are you going to have a breakthrough? It says here, he would not drink it. What I'm saying is, choices. Sometimes it may be okay, but it may not be wise. Sometimes you've got to let conviction set in. You know what? I'm sure David, when he was tending, he was drawing his convictions then. That's why don't push away God when he's speaking to you on the small things. What I'm saying is, is that when David was out tending sheep, oh, it was no big deal, but he was praying to God then. He was drawing close to God. He was developing a clean heart. You know the best way for you to have conviction in your life and wise decisions is to have a clean heart? It's true. A clean heart, and I talked to you about Solomon, I talked to you about desires. You know what? The best thing you could do if you want to excel in, in this life is to have a clean heart. It's better than education. It's better than the things of the world. A clean heart will drive you to the top. You may not be the smartest person. You may not think, have it all together, but you know what? That's not a deficit if you have God in your life and you have him big in your life. Listen, my brother, my sister. David knew how the, the road back to God, and he started to say it in Psalm uh, 51, created me a clean heart. He knew a clean heart was a strength. Samson was his hair. And he cut his hair for David, a man or a woman of God. If they're going to make it, they've got to have a clean heart. So why do we come? Jesus said, don't forsake the assembling together. We come here and we assemble, we, we, we lift hands. It's not optional. Having a clean heart is not optional. Getting close to God is something that needs to be a priority for you. Why? Why? Because it's your lifeline. Do you know what's going to sustain you this summer? Do you know what's going to lift you up that's going to be your buffer? It's as if you walk humbly before God. Somebody said this, maybe I said it a week ago, the older you get, you can't remember what things you say from the following week. Uh, uh, stay with me. But I remember someone saying this to me. They said, wow, things are going a little better for you now. I was like, shocked. No, I said, well, I don't know. And they were trying to encourage, they were trying to be nice. It was a family member. I got, I understand what they were saying. Things are looking up for you a little bit. I, I got it. But you know what I said? Quickly, right back. I said, you know, every day is a new day. 
And I said, all you could do is walk humbly before God with an open, clean heart and let him deal with the rest. What I was trying to say is, don't entice me with that, that, you know, this or that. No, I've been around long enough that the only thing that really matters that's going to sustain you is having a humble, clean heart. And I wasn't trying to, you know, be holy or that, but I was just trying to say, no, don't take this the wrong way. I did say this later. I said, you could wake up tomorrow with cancer. I said, who knows? This life is fragile. So all I could day, dude, I could wake up tomorrow and who knows what I'm getting at is it's all in God's hands, what I was trying to say. Listen, so what I'm saying to you is where are you going to get your strength? How are you going to make it? How are you going to, you know, uh, allow God to, to be your rock, your fortress? Draw close to him. And I'm closing with this. He longed for water. We're going to long for things. We're going to have desires, and many of them are not wrong. Many of them are, seem harmless up front. What do you mean, pastor? There's nothing wrong with that. I didn't say there was. But I just know for me, i got to be careful. I know who John Ellison is and what he's capable of. i got to be careful. i got to surround myself. i got to be careful because the enemy can get in very quickly with a guy like me. So i got to be close to Jesus. i got to, can't say some things. I say some things jokingly and sue. Oh, why do wives do these things? Why do they try to correct nice guys like me? No. Sue will say, don't say that, John. She's like Joel Moore, you know. And uh, she, don't say that. What I'm saying is here, I think if he had to do it all over again, he wouldn't have said what he said. David. He, it was harmless. But sometimes, if we don't want to give the enemy fodder, we should just not say those things that have come to our mind. And you train your mind and you're being smart. You don't allow the enemy to get in. Oh, I just want to do that. You say it, you're going to do it. You're going to find it. Oh, I just want to do that. So, would not drink it. Here's what you need to do this week. Don't do it. What do you mean? Just don't do it. Don't do those things that are going to harm you. He had conviction. He could have drank it. But you know what I'm going to think of now? And I never remember this scripture. I don't, can't remember reading it. But I like it. Something that is questionable. Something where integrity. David was a man of integrity. And he thought, I'm not going to do it. I'm not going to do it. And that's why God smiled on him. You want God to smile on you? Let me tell you something. You could fight all your life and think you'll get somewhere. All God got to do is do it in a second. He can make a way for you. I say do it God's way. I say your way hasn't worked the best. My way hasn't worked the best. All I know, when I let God work, it's a little better. So if I have integrity and if I show deference to God, maybe he'll take up the slack and do what I can't do. That's what I'm banking on this week. I'm banking on if I say no, there's a blessing in saying no. I'm saying if I say no, that God could open a door. If I do what is right, maybe that's going to win the day. Maybe that is going to help me along and he would not drink it. Water? Give me that water. But David had a conviction that came over him. He had a conviction. Don't push away your convictions. They are the things that are going to sustain you. They are the things that are going to help you, keep you from harm. That's why, and I am done, 
Why do you think he said the fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom? Fear God. Now, don't be like the Catholics and think you're going to hell if you miss one Sunday. Okay, yeah, you could do like that. We want that too. No. What I'm saying, fear God. Fear that if you don't honor him, that you're not going to have it as well. I kind of think that's what we're missing in the world today, a little bit, a dose of fear of God. And God knows how to get the fear of God back into our lives. Trust me. It may be called a pandemic. It may be called a war. It may be called a famine. I don't know. But God's been working with mankind from the beginning of time. And he knows how to get the fear of God back into man. All I'm saying is, I'm going to walk. I'm going to try. And I'm not good at this. I'm not saying I am. I'm learning like you. But I'm going to try to walk humbly this week. I'm going to try to say, make it all about God. And I know that the world's going to make fun of you. I know the world is going to think that you're crazy. Water? God? Shut up. You go to that church? Who cares what man thinks? Think, care about what God thinks of you. They might be able to kill the body, but you got to worry about the one who could kill the soul. My brother, my sister, God is on your side. And with you and God, you're a majority, and you could take this thing, and you could win in life. Bless your people, we pray, in Jesus' name. Feel free to repeat this after me. Dear Jesus, I love you. I'm sorry for my sins. I'm sorry for hurting you. Come into my life, in Jesus' name. Now, Father, help us.